Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Captain Storm number 14, cover date July-August 1966, cover price 12 cents. Cover artists Rust Heath and Irv Novick, edited by Robert Kaniger, featuring Sink Captain Storm, written by Robert Kaniger, art by Irv Novick. And Our Fighting Forces number 101, cover date July 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Russ Heath, edited by Robert Kaniger, featuring The Killer of Vietnam, written by Robert Kaniger, art by Jack Abel. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. To the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new day. Oh, you drifted onto the sea. You flowered into a dream. A dream that never would fade away. While on patrol in the Pacific, Captain Storm sinks an enemy destroyer with a Japanese admiral on board. When the ship sinks, it orders PT Boat 47 to be sunk. Meanwhile, in the jungles of Vietnam, Captain Hunter and Lu Lin chance upon an ambush by the Viet Cong on American troops. Hunter enters the fight and is nearly killed, but a dying soldier saves his life. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. <laughs> He's my guy and I love him truly He's not good looking, heaven knows But I'm wild about his crazy clothes He wears tan shoes with pink shoelaces A polka dot vest and man, oh man He wears tan shoes with pink shoelaces And a big Panama with a purple hat band Captain Storm, Captain Storm with his wooden leg. He'll go and fight the Japanese and then he'll cook an egg. <laughs> Very good. Thanks. That's to the tune of Nellie Bly. It certainly is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm descended from the Blys. I did not know that. Yes, by marriage. But it wasn't her real name. What was Nellie her name? Nellie Bly, I don't remember. Okay. She was a uh, early female newspaper reporter, everybody. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Okay. But that wasn't her real name. Okay. And there's no evidence that that song is about her. Anyway. Hi. Hello. I feel like I'm sitting on a cloud. Isn't it delightful? These new chair pads you've gotten. Aren't they fantastic? They're memory foam chair pads. Yes. They were very inexpensive, and I got them. And they're called, unfortunately, the name is not great. Um, They're called Big Hippo. (laughs) But they were the right uh, size. Yes. For our chairs, and they are so, so comfortable. Very comfortable. Now, we just have to get the ghost of Aunt Lula to come back and do some more needlepoint <laughs> on top of them. <laughs> then it'll be perfect. I'm sure if we really wanted to, we could take them to a shop, have them rip up the old needlework, put in new padding, and put the needlework down on top of that. But uh, who wants to actually waste money on that? Um, me? What's new in the neighborhood today? What can um, you see? Let's see. Well, Duke, besides being zero degrees, it's very cold outside. Duke uh, was out this morning, and we—I said hello to him as we walked by with mm-hmm. the dogs. And um, there have been some FedEx deliveries and some Amazon deliveries going cool, by, cool, cool, and cool, uh, cool. someone just drove by in a, in a car in a red car. Mm-hmm. But other than that, there's nothing going on. It's quite a cold day outside. Oh, you know what I love about this? This time of year, with the leaves gone, we can see the mountains in the distance. The what? Aren't they beautiful mountains. Yes, it's pronounced mountain. Mountain. That's right. Um, yes, and we're expecting snow. Oh, fingers crossed. And we have a new president. Have you heard? Yes. 
Oh, I have been. We are apolitical on this program, Absolutely. as you know, but right? we do um, actually, we're not apolitical. We're very no. glad there's we're, a new and, administration. And it would be untrue if I told you I didn't cry throughout the inauguration. I cried tears of joy and sadness and relief and such. I cried all the way up into, like through the speeches, through the poetry, through everything. It was just so moving and wonderful and beautiful. Until Garth Brooks sang, Oh, this idiot. I'll tell you what, stop me crying. Let me do it, please. Yes. A May breath, zing grace. Nothing infuriates me more than someone who sings that song and takes a breath in an inappropriate place. Um, yeah, and I thought I had a hang up with people breathing after, oh, say, does that star spangled breath? Banner yet, yet wave. wave, but that's a long phrase. Yeah, uh, the first word of your song, you don't need to take a breath. It is not a may, zing grace. No, no. Um, we're both voice teachers, listener, as you know. So don't take a breath in a place where it doesn't belong, like the middle of a word. Right. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I cried only one time during the inauguration when I remembered that J Lo and I are the same age. <laughs> And I couldn't carry off all white like she can. Oh, no. I'm sorry. You couldn't. No. no. People might mistake me for a PT boat <laughs> and try to <laughs> torpedo me into the oceany depths. Hey, remember Captain Storm? I do remember S- Captain PT Storm. PT boat skipper, and he has a wooden leg. He has a wooden leg. We call it prosthetic nowadays, mm-hmm. but he sure can do a lot with that wooden leg. I guess we should just, re- I, I want to just take a very quick pause and remind folks that there will be a lot of um, racism. Is racist the word you're looking and for? inappropriate uh, language. Yeah, we do not absolutely do not uh, no. to endorse it. But of course, if we're going to go back into the '60s, we'll be talking through our way through it, working our way through it. So we'll see that in, especially in today's second comic. So uh, on the cover of Captain Storm number fourteen, Captain Storm is machine gunning a giant Japanese sub that's just about to break through the bow of his PT of boat. The PT boat. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, angles and perspective on this cover. Yes. Very clever. Really good. The enemy ships slashed the Pacific to sink Captain Storm, we read on the cover. And in fact, we read the same thing on the splash page. Indeed. Uh on the splash page, Captain Storm is in the ocean swimming with a torpedo and his wooden leg, his now detached wooden leg, strapped right. to the side of the torpedo. With a belt. Oh, I get it. Because when I looked, when we get to it, yeah. he says he strapped it and it looked like he was using duct tape. And I was like, wait a second. Where'd you get duct tape, Captain Storm? Out there in the ocean. When was duct tape invented, I wonder? Oh, I have no Certainly they had duct tape in World War II, else how would they win? So, on the splash page, Captain Storm says, I've got to shove this torpedo against the enemy sub, but how can I? My crew of prisoners are aboard it. It's a hell of a conundrum he's got to deal with here, doesn't he? I'll say. Yeah. How did he get in this situation? Let's find out. Hey, look at this. Hmm? Duct tape was invented by an Illinois mom. 1938? 1943. Okay. So this could, he could have used duct tape. Well, except that, as you'll see, he had to dive down into the, to the ocean to get the torpedo freed from the sunken PT boat. Right. So he wouldn't have been able to have held his breath long enough to grab duct tape. You don't know that. Maybe he carries it in his pocket. Okay. Uh, duct tape was invented by an Illinois mom named Vesta Stout, mm-hmm. who wanted to save soldiers' lives in World War II. The year was 1943, and Stout, who had two sons serving in the U.S. Navy, was working at the Green River Ordnance Plant near Amboy, Illinois. You wow. Google that later and read all about her. Okay. So. What was her name again? Vesta Stout. Oh, my God. What a great name. That's a, that is a drag name. Vesta <laughs> Stout. Don't you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Storm. I have a hard time following what's going on in time here. Yeah, where are you? I'm on the first page of the okay. story. Um, Captain Storm is balancing himself on the deck of the submarine. Of the, the Japanese sub. 
is it the Japanese sub? Yeah. Yes, 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 the tilted enemy sub, yes. So uh, the Japanese are mocking him for having a wooden leg. They are wrong for that. Yeah. Saying that the United States must be desperate to put a cripple like you on the deck of a naval vessel instead of in a wheelchair. That is why you lost your boat, Captain Storm. You're not fit to fight. So he's already lost his boat. The PT boat's down. Right. Um, his crew, even worse than the mocking of the Japanese captain, his crew is uh, glaring at him, I guess because he allowed them to be captured and their yes. boat destroyed. Yeah. Well, they'll get theirs. Spoiler alert. Mm. Um, captain Storm slips on the slick deck... Which, honestly, that has nothing to do with having a wooden leg. No. If you're standing on the rocking submarine and it's wet, of course, mm-hmm. anybody would fall. Yes. Now we get a flashback. His thoughts turn back to when PT Boat 47 was still afloat and anchored in a thick fog bank. Right. And they are overtaken by Japanese frogmen from the ocean who pour over the side of the ship. Lots of punching ensues. It's not easy to fight with flippers attached to your feet. Oh, do you know from personal experience? Well, I mean, we used to wear flippers sometimes when we would go to um, the beach. Uh-huh. It's hard to walk in them, you know. And I can imagine just coming out of a boat, standing on the boat and fighting wearing them. It'd be very difficult. Mm-hmm. I'll take your word for it. I've never... I don't think I've ever had flippers on. Never? In my whole life. No. Now, we used to go snorkeling, and you and I would go snorkeling at Blue Springs, but I don't think we wore flippers. No. Mm-mm. Also, I don't like snorkeling. Why? Because it makes me afraid I'm going to drown. Yes, I know. I fancy myself <laughs> the queen of the sea, but <laughs> nonetheless. Okay. Um, so, these Japanese are fierce fighters, but the PT boat crew manages to get them all off the deck of the boat and Good back into the ocean. Right. Do you still call a PT boat a boat if it's in the ocean? Or do you call it a yeah, ship? Yeah, you call it a boat. Mm-hmm. But what's the thing that you can't call something a ship if it's on a river? And you have to call it a boat. Or you have to call it a ship if it's in the ocean. Oh, I don't really know the designation. I just know that there's, you know, like, usually boats don't have... Well, that's not true. I was going to say boats don't have berths, but that's not true. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It's usually the size has something to do with it. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, so the PT boat now is poking its nose out through this thick fog bank. And, and what they, does it see? An enemy ship. Uh-huh. Um, they're going to try to escape, but the enemy spots they them spots and them. Right. starts mm-hmm. firing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an admiral on board. This is going to be an important story point in a minute. So the PT boat fires some torpedoes. They hit the enemy ship. And? And it sinks. They sink it. With the admiral on board. Yes, very important. Um, The enemy is sending an SOS without code. I guess that's bad for them, Sink PT-47. Sink PT-47, yeah. Um. What? Why should we be singled out for the enemy's hate list? Mm-hmm. Let's find out. Okay. On the next page following. So, uh, this message is now going around the globe. Sink PT Boat 47, Sink PT Boat 47. Um, and then a plane appears. Japanese plane. I see that right there. Yeah. Page uh, seven. It's going to do a kamikaze dive. That, of course, means that the plane's going to destroy The pilot's going to to kill himself. And they manage to fire at the plane, but it does no good. Right. Like it still crashes into the PT boat. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not destroyed, though. They manage to get back to Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Where they learn that, indeed, the entire world... Oh, well, the, well, the Japanese, world, the Japanese Navy. Navy is after Captain Storm mm-hmm. specifically. Because? Because he sank a ship with an Imperial, Imperial Admiral, Admiral yeah. aboard. Yeah. Um, not in a big naval action, but nope. with a crummy mosquito boat attack. Right. 
They won't rest till they sink you because that's the samurai code. Right. And he says, do you want a desk job? <laughs> the commanding officer says to Captain Storm, do you want a desk job? I wouldn't blame you. Oh, um, no, no way. Not our Captain Storm. No. He won't back down that easily. However, he does have a girlfriend in port. This right? is the first we've heard of this. Uh, a nurse. Nurse Leah. Um, he's visiting his, uh, I guess, former crewmates who are still in the... The recovering. The lame duck the hospital, ward. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's visiting them to encourage them, I suppose, because look what I can do with my prosthetic leg. <laughs> you fellas, get back into action. They're um, also... Well, I can't say what I want to say. They all want to make some time with this nurse. Well, they're very explicit about it. Really? What did they say? Hey, Skipper, when are we going to get a chance to jump on Cloud 7 with that Cupid doll? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I see that now. Um, well, she's Captain Storm's girl. Right. So, just no chance of that. No. Um, she's not going out for dates, on dates with others. No. And now, but she does go surfing. <laughs> yeah, look at that. He's going surfing. That's terrific. Yeah, she's, look, she's got quite, I like the cut of her jib. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's very attractive. She mm-hmm. has a lovely orchid in her hair or something. Yeah. Um, she's encouraged him to surf because it helps his balance. Of course. Um, anyway, no time for fun and games because they're leaving again Mm -hmm. on their next mission. The entire fleet salutes them as they depart the harbor. Because the whole fleet knows what they're up against. Yes. They know that they're up against the Japanese Navy. Mm Mm-hmm. And he says, let's try to stay alive long enough to earn that salute, huh? So they take off at night, although there wasn't a storm or cloud in the sky. Gun flashes in the distance. Yeah. A big fight's going on. So they, I guess they're not allowed to go to the fight because they stay on the perimeter, right? Right, right. They That's stay my close understanding. To the, they stay close to the shore. Um, they come upon a uh, an American ship who is uh, has been hit, is on fire. The entire crew is fighting fire, so they ask the PT boat if they can run a picket line. Do you know what a picket line is? Well, I'm assuming it's just like, you know, patrol the perimeter. Stand guard. Yeah. Or something. I am too. I don't really know. I was never in the uh, armed services, so... And he said I, I also wasn't alive in World War II. <laughs> Yeah, so so basically, the flat top was an aircraft carrier. Yes, and it's on fire. Yes, and all it the planes are taking destroyed. a lot of damage. So they're, they're they're the crew's busy trying to put up the fires, and so they've asked them to to run reconnaissance for them, or just to you know to be their their smaller uh, boat that, that that looks out for them. Um, well, and, and the, the crew agrees that they're going to protect these guys. Right, right, right. Um, there is a Japanese sub mm-hmm. which surfaces, and. Uh, They've surfaced too quickly for a depth charge attack, so they have to fire their surface torpedoes, Mm -hmm. which explodes the sub with one uh, blast. Right. But there's another sub. Right. What did they say they were running on? A hunting partner. A hunting partner, yeah. Um, That sub gets off fire and... uh, Brings down the PT boat. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the entire crew now is submerged in the ocean. And this is where we come to... Where we were, now we're uh, back in the... Splash page. Splash yeah. page. They're yeah. pulling the crew up onto the deck of the sub. Uh, Captain Storm is being mocked for uh, falling over on the deck because of a wave came over the deck. Yeah. Uh, that happens on subs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Captain Storm's too smart for them because he just rolls off the side and down, dives down into the ocean. Sure. As he does that, his crew leaps into action and wrestles the guns away from the Japanese sailors. Uh, Captain Storm sees that his PT boat is at the bottom of the ocean and snagged on a coral outcropping. So I guess not so deep, right? Yeah. I mean, he can see. Um. So he wrestles one of the torpedoes off of the. That must be hard holding your breath underwater. But I guess if you if that's something you do all the time, like if you load torpedoes and and help with that sort of thing, you probably know how to take that off underwater, right? 
Well, yeah. Although, well, he says it's a magnetic torpedo. So do you suppose it's just stuck to the side of the ship like an eye pencil? Well, they've got to be able to take it off of the uh, from its from its braces or it, or its um, from where it's attached. Let's say its rack, if you will. Yeah. Very quickly. Right. Um, so whatever, maybe it's magnetic. I, yeah, he does say um, one of our magnetic torpedoes exploded. Yeah. I mean, exploded a brainstorm. Right. He got an idea. So then the torpedo and Captain Storm rise to the surface together. Yes. And he says the torpedo's wobbling. So I guess the torpedo has, he's started the torpedo's uh, I guess. <clears throat> the Can torpedo's wobbling. manually? I, I, I guess because he affixes his wooden leg, um, his prosthetic leg, to the torpedo to right it. Oh, so you know what? I think I think it was activated and he rode it to the surface. Ah, okay. That's what I'm getting okay, from the right. artwork here. Um, oh, he, yeah, I see. Yes, okay. But it's wobbly. It will never sail straight. And so that's why he takes off his wooden leg, affixes it to the side of the torpedo, mm-hmm. and aims it at the enemy sub. Mm-hmm. Um, now... A terrible choice lies before Captain Storm, because his crew is still on board the submarine. Indeed. If he destroys the submarine, he will also <coughs> kill his crew. Excuse me. He, if excuse. he destroys the submarine, what? He'll also kill his crew. Yeah, that's a hell of a choice. But if he doesn't destroy the submarine, the submarine will likely find that aircraft carrier and destroy yes. it, which would exactly. be the loss of hundreds of people. So I guess his crew would be okay with his choice because he just goes ahead and destroys the sub and they're all dead. Now, as I recall, Captain Storm has a wooden leg in the first place because he, uh, a previous crew, also died in its entirety, leaving him injured without a leg. Okay, I don't remember that. But. I don't either. I think I'm making that up. However, what I do know is that in several more issues, in fact, in the final issue of Captain Storm, his entire crew dies. And he... I know where you're going with this. How is it that this captain gets to command boats repeatedly? Yes. And ships repeatedly? When his his entire crew dies. And he's the only one remaining. Right. Is it that we as readers are supposed to feel the grief and the weight that this man must feel? Or are we as readers supposed to just ignore the fact that this guy probably needs to be behind a desk? Right. And what if he's a serial killer? (laughs) (gasps) What if he You could write an alternate series to this where all these things happen, but he's got an inner terror... He's got a whole ulterior motive going on. Um... And, or what if he just has, like, Munchausen syndrome by proxy? He absorbs the deaths right. uh, uh, to, to receive attention from others? Yes, to make it look like he's a beneficent caretaker, but... Um, <laughs> he's actually a... But he actually a, miscalculated and they all die. Yeah, repeatedly. It doesn't work if they die. They have to stay alive <laughs> so that you can care for them. Um... <laughs> You know who would like Captain Storm? So I would imagine the guys in the lame duck ward would be like, um, I well, don't think I want to get out of here. We lucked out, didn't we, guys? Uh, you know who would like Captain Storm? Who? My mother. Why? We, she was famed for um, attending to the dying. Yes, we called her the angel the of angel death. The angel of death. No, I had, she I was always, a hospice volunteer. Yes. But what if she wasn't? What if she was a serial killer? Now, well, you've thought it. <laughs> All right, I, I did. I knew enough to know that if I ever got sick, I didn't want your mother to right. tend me. <laughs> I'm coming to visit. No, no, I'm busy. Then, <laughs> um, now that's enough of Captain Storm for right now. Thank you. Let's move on. Yeah. to our fighting forces. Oh, this is great. Let me find it here. Number one hundred one, featuring Lieutenant Hunter. Fighting forces. Here we go. Now, and we get the return of. So excited by this, quicksand. Quicksand. Yes. Um, 
Captain Hunter, as you recall, has is a brother. A twin. Mm-hmm. Phil Hunter and Nick Hunter are twins. Nick has been captured by the Viet Cong. And as you know, all twins have a psychic bond which can never be broken. And right. so Phil, Lieutenant Phil Hunter, can feel his brother's psychic emanations mm-hmm. through the Southeast Asian jungle. Right. And he's going to go behind enemy lines with his pretty, uh, what does he He, he call calls her? her Cupid doll. A jade, jade Cupid doll. Yeah. And uh, she's guiding him through enemy territory because she wants to go back to her home village. And she is helping him to find. May I say something? Yes. <sighs> it seems to me. Yeah. That we have been reading this story about him pursuing his brother. Yeah. For years. I think we started this damn series in the last house we lived in. Yes, we did. However, the bad news is this is only the third appearance, I believe, oh. of Lieutenant Hunter that we've jointly covered. Is it really? <laughs> I think so. Gosh, they, all these all these war stories seem to bleed together in my mind. They do. Now, I see a curious sight. What do you see? My Googling skills told me that <laughs> this... Crack Googling skills. This cover was drawn by Russ Heath. But uh, there's a little, if you notice... A little wrist, little bracelet? A little Joe ID. Joe Kubert. Joe Kubert. And indeed, it does... Kubert. Look like Joe Kubert's mm-hmm. artwork. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to go back and check my sources yeah uh anyway the killer of vietnam soldier or executioner you decide featuring captain hunter oh captain hunter sorry what did you say i said lieutenant oh okay um i I thought you said tab tab hunter (laughs) (laughs) if only uh lieutenant hunter actually is the boy's father and he will appear in his own world war ii adventures Mm -hmm. in a few issues okay so captain hunter all the rules are being broken, and all the books are being torn up in the savage little war in Vietnam. And Captain Phil Hunter, who refuses to give up his search for his pilot brother, missing and presumed dead deep in Viet Cong territory, accepts an unofficial mission that can only happen in... The, the Killer, Killer of, of Vietnam! Vietnam. <clears throat> I continued to marvel that they were publishing stories about the Vietnam War contemporaneous with said war. Why? I don't know. It just seems like, uh, you know, I can see them publishing about World War II because that was kind of a glorious, triumphant moment in the world's history. But at the time that this comic was being published, they wouldn't have been having, you know, it would have been very grim on the news that they were watching. Oh, yeah. This, you know, the Vietnam War was not popular. and This would have been around the time that, that footage was coming had been coming in, and, and people could see the for the first time in their televisions the grim reality of war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why this series didn't last, and they went back to his father, who fought in World War II. How, how long, uh, how many, you said this is the third issue of, of how many? Um, uh, too many. But I think we will cover all of the Captain Hunter stories within the go-go check time frame. Oh, okay. So, Do you think by the time we get to the end of this podcast... Yes. You and I will be ready to retire from working. Um, you mean from working a day job? Uh huh. I'm ready for that right now. And uh, perhaps the ready was was the wrong word to use. How many? How much longer is it going to take us to go through all these? these? Um. Well, if we keep bundling up all the romance comics, working quickly through those, about five years, maybe five more years. Um. Reply hazy. Ask again <laughs> later. So there's 535 individual issues. Okay. Uh, if we did only one issue a week, that would be... Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> How many is 535? So 52 weeks a year. Yes. So we don't, 10 no, years. 10 years. But we don't do... Um, uh, and we, we don't follow the schedule of, no. of a podcast a week. We try, but we, we average one every two, week and a half. But also, like today, we're doing two issues, so... Mm, okay. And, you know, usually bundle up all the romance. Sure. We have to do a romance novel soon. I think it's coming. 
Yeah. By the way, I, I want to say that I, I really do enjoy, as much as I said, it seems like we've been reading this story for a long time. I do enjoy these, the Vietnam uh, comics. Except for the racism, I would agree with you. Uh, 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 I mean, that goes without saying. I sort yes. Of, yes, yes, absolutely. I, I like the artwork. I, it has a, um, an urgency to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, lots of twists and turns. And I like the fact that this, um, what is it, Mei Ling? What is her name, Mei? Lulin. Lulin. Uh, Lulin um, is, is enigmatic. I really enjoy that. You know, I, I'm expecting she's going to turn on him. But I also expect that I could be wrong and that she could actually be genuine. I just don't know. And I love that I don't know that. Um, this art, the interior art's by Jack Abel, who... Uh, you may know from Mad Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and I also enjoy Lulin because she is very independent mm-hmm. and she's not taking any guff. From no one. From him. Not from him. Or anybody. Or her people. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we open with Captain Hunter having a nightmare as he has every night. He can see his brother being shot down. Mm-hmm. He can see him in prison. He can uh, hear his voice inside his head. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother, in fact, is speaking directly to him. He's they will probably me. mark me missing in action and presume dead, but you know different. I'm counting on you to find me, Phil. Find, find me. me. Find me. Find me. Find me. It's four times. On the, oh, no, five times on that page, yeah. Um, what if uh, Nick is dead? Oh, I'm assuming he's dead. And that this is all just happening inside Lieutenant Hunter's head? That he's insane? No, I, I believe that what we're seeing is actually happening, but that his brother is dead. Uh, that all hit the drive to get his brother? Yeah. Is a dry, and when he gets there, his brother's going to be long dead. That would be terrible. Uh, it would be totally aligned with what the, the, the story, the way that the story is written. Don't you think? You think I'm wrong? Or you think it's just too dark? I mean, it's there still very, is the Comics Code Authority at this time. So. Yes. So it may, may Well, it didn't stop the whole PT boat crew from being blown to bits. <laughs> how, many they gone, how many of those crews have gone down? <laughs> so, okay, so um, he says, he wakes up, or he says, or he says, as he's coming out of his dream, I'll, I'll get you, Nick. Hold out. Hold out. Yep, yep, they yep. won't kill you as long as, I'm giving them, uh, as long as you don't give them information that they want. Silence is your lifeline. Hang on. So uh, Lulin tells him to knock it off because he's screaming and uh, that's going to attract the enemy I guess to their location. S- sleeping outside? I don't know. Maybe taking a nap? Well, they have to sleep somewhere. It's dawn. You can see the rays of the sun oh, coming up okay, over the horizon. Right. Okay, I didn't see the that. The jungly horizon. I thought it was a sort of a comic adaptation of the shock that he was going through, like psychic energy. Oh, can well, you see that? Yes. Except uh-huh. that you can clearly see a red sun coming up behind that palm tree. Right. But also, there is some psychic activity, <laughs> apparently, going on. Yeah. Lulin. Uh, Lulin. The way that he talks to her, she, he would deserve it if she just left him to die in the jungle. She should just stab him. Um, your face tells me as much as a jade carving. Oh, there's a lot of similes in this. No, there's not a lot. There's one. He always calls her Jade. Well, Jade this, Jade that, Jade this, Jade that. He does it over and over again. Jade is green. She's not green. In fact, she's got a bright red dress on. Her eyes are green. Okay. Well, she then must say, be very beautiful. Well, she's drawn lovely, and she has a cute little T-length dress with a slit up the side. Nice little traveling dress, isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Some low pumps. And a... What do you call those hats? A rice paper hat? Uh, well, it's a, it's it's for the you know to keep the sun. Out. Yeah, sunshade. Yeah. Um, so cold as ice. Yeah, and she just turns her back and walks off into the jungle. Yeah, and says, "If you want to shoot me, shoot me. If you don't trust me, shoot me in the back." I don't care. Yeah, she's got moxie. She does. Uh, oh, here we go. We like Lulin, don't we? I love Lulin. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> That oriental cupie doll is what he <laughs> calls her inside thing. his head. Yeah. Um, so, but how he does respect her over because he says she's the only one that was brave enough to lead me through Viet Cong territory. Mm-hmm. And she does. Mm-hmm. 
so they stray away from the trail so that they can get um, an observation point over a road where a jeep has turned over, um, and there are some GI soldiers, American soldiers, coming to rescue the people that were in the jeep accident. Yeah. Now. He says, you know, he says it looks a little two-staged, like toys scattered over the street at Christmas. Mm -hmm. I guess he's just. I mean, that was a that was a weird thing because then I was thinking, well, what, well, who would have set that up? Who are they trying to attract? I guess what he's saying is that this the whole scene is too open, too too obvious that there, there's definitely must be some danger. Right. right. Well, yeah, I, the Viet Cong I think set up the jeep to draw the GI patrol out of the jungle. Oh, out of the road because immediately the Viet Cong shoots down the. American soldiers. I see. And the guy who's under the Jeep is actually dead? Yeah. Okay. I'm sure. Um, so Hunter decides that he's going to try and uh, ambush these Viet Cong soldiers. Mm -hmm. So he leaps down, gets one with a karate chop to the back of the head. Right. Does that work? I, you know, I think... I. I don't know. I've never liked. It's not that I don't like. That's not true. I was going to say I've never really been attracted to martial arts movies, but there have been some, like those ones that have. Um, that that one was directed by Ang Lee, Crouching Tiger, Crouching Dragon, and the second one, and that, and uh -huh. there was another one like those. That whole series, I you know, we were just crazy about those. So yes, I I don't know that a karate chop could actually kill someone. Well, it not even kill, just knock them out, yeah. which is what he does. I guess the with the right amount of force placed at the right place with the right bones or I guess I don't know. Anyway, then he uh, gets grabs another soldier around the neck and points a gun in his face. Um. Nonetheless, the enemy soldier yells out to his comrades, telling them to shoot. To kill. Uh huh. And they and they do. They they kill their buddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now they've got Hunter pinned to the ground. They already have heard of him and his mission. Mm -hmm. The fool who dared come into our territory to look for his brother. Too bad. You'll never know what happened to him unless you have the nine lives of a cat. Oh, damn. I was wrong. What? Oh, never mind. No, no. The, remember how we said that the, that the um, uh, Jeep was staged to lure them there? Mm -hmm. There turns out there's a sergeant who's alive. He's the one who, who shoots the guys from behind, so... Spoiler alert, I haven't even turned the page yet. Oh, 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 oh. Um, yes, then all of a sudden, the enemy soldiers are shot from behind by a mysterious gunman. It turns out it is the aforementioned Sergeant Joey Crown. Mm -hmm. uh, he was on an advanced... Oh, no, this is Joey's brother. Right, that's important. Yes. So, <clears throat> this soldier... Uh, well, Hunter says, I owe you my life, and he says immediately, I'm calling in that IOU. My kid brother, Sergeant Joey Crone, is on an advance patrol. I was sent out to yank him back to get a Congressional Medal of Honor. Please bring the kid back for me. Promise. Promise! And what happens? He dies. He dies. Now, again, I'm just not in the armed services are they in the habit of pulling people off the field of combat to award them medals, or can they just wait till they get back? I have no idea. That seems odd to me. Uh, but now, a Congressional Medal of Honor is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Well, it used to be. Uh, uh, it still is. Okay. Look at some of the recent recipients. <laughs> get back to me. Um, more Viet Cong soldiers arrive... Uh, Hunter grabs the dead man's gun. Right, they sneak up on him and they realize that his gun is far away from him. Right. The, the Viet Cong say that his gun is far away from him. So they don't think that he's going to actually be right. able to get to it. So, But the, he surprises them by reaching over and getting the sergeant's gun. Right. Uh, he mows them down easy enough yeah. and promises to go find the brother. The Joey. Joey Crone, mm -hmm. and stop looking for my own brother. That's, I mean, I guess there's honor, there is honor in that. Yes, yeah, but you, I mean, 
if he's going to be having to return Joey back to headquarters, I guess, to get his medal, that means he's just going to be going backwards farther away from his own his, his His goal of getting his brothers. Right. Saving his brother, yeah. So, uh... Cool as green jade. Lu Lin says, we need to get moving. And he, uh... Snaps at her. He sure does. He says she's not. More is your life moved. so cheap to, the, to you that you that that dead men move you no more than a rag doll's tossed into a trash can? And then he leans in and kisses her. Yeah, nothing. Trying to get some kind of emotional response. Nothing. They come up to an open area, um, where they see an American jet landing in a clearing. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess it was shot, and so the pilot's trying to land before it explodes or something. Well, I don't know. It's not really clear. We says the pilot's trying to whip out smoke coming from it, so I'm assuming that there's like... Oh, okay. I see that right there. Burning fuel or something. I, but, but he takes off like so quickly, too. You'll see in the next page, you know? I mean, you'll remember from the next page. Right. Uh, but I'm, I'm just stopping here. I'm on the same page you're on on page six because I, I did not quite understand what the jet was doing. Um, I'm just assuming it's in some kind of trouble. Mm-hmm. It lands. And then a, a squad of American troops bust out of the underbrush. And Hunter assumes that must be the forward patrol that Joey is on. Right. And he can't get to them in time. He's watching them through his binoculars and running. I don't get it. Because he says, even in double time, in double time, the miles seemed to take an eternity to cover. Binox gave me a front seat at the action, even if I couldn't fire a shot. That would be hard to run with binoculars. Yeah. You couldn't see anything in front of you. Well, you technically, you can see things in front of you. They're just very far in front of you. Okay, technically, yes. But you couldn't see the things that you're doing with your feet. So... He, he, he talks. He then goes to narrate. You know what, what happens. The GIs snap fire had whittled the odds against them, but um, uh, one of the GIs has been cut down. It's going to have to be hand to hand, two against five. Right. Well, because there's also the Viet Cong have come from the other side of the jungle now and are yeah. trying to get to the jet. Uh, the Americans are trying to protect the jet. They're fighting and fighting. They've all been shot down except there's one soldier left. Yes. But who is it? Am I too late to bring back the sergeant's brother, Joey? Now he says the pilot's ready to take off again. He's signaling the surviving GI to ride back with him. I'll have to check the other guy's uh, dog tags to find out if I'm too late to bring Joey back for his medal. Right. The Viet Cong, meanwhile, is attacking again. Mm -hmm. They're going after the jet. So the lone GI uses himself as a decoy and runs... Back into the jungle to distract them from the jet. The jet, yeah. Which requires Medal of Honor guts, meaning it must be Joey. Yeah, that's his reasoning. Yeah. Um, so Via Kong chases him into the jungle. Hunter follows and finds that Joey has been sucked into a pit of quicksand. Quicksand. <laughs> that's one of our favorite tropes it now, is. isn't it? It is. Um, so... Joey screams out a warning to Captain Hunter, uh, and he is able to do it. Because he says there's a pair of Charlies at 12 o'clock, so without even looking, Captain Hunter just shoots right over his shoulder and knocks down the two VCs. Because he could tell by the direction of Joey's eyes Mm -hmm. exactly where the enemy would be. And when Captain Hunter, um, it is Captain Hunter, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. reaches Joey, Joey is deep in the quicksand. And this also, of course, means that Captain Hunter is in the quicksand. Right. Uh, but I he hate does... this, this one thing, by the way. I croaked like a crazy crow. <laughs> he does manage to get Joey's head above the surface. Mm-hmm. And here comes Lou Lin. Yep. With a voice as cool as Green Jade. <laughs> <laughs> she throws him a rope. Uh... He's confused that she's saving him. I don't know why, because she's done nothing but that save him. every time she appears. Right. Um, she loops the rope around a tree and manages to haul them out of the quicksand. Uh, 
and uh, Lou Lynn informs Captain Hunter that Joey is dead. Mm-hmm. Captain Hunter says, nonetheless, I'm going to take his body back to headquarters for his medal. They take off through the jungle and they are attacked by the Viet Cong. Of course. God, he's been attacked so many times today. Um, what about this line, top panel, middle one? Yeah. He's because he, he, the big medal is waiting for you, Joey. The one the president said he'd rather win than be president. I don't know. There must have been a president who said something like that. I guess so. Um, so they set this is gruesome. They set up Joey's corpse with uh, a rifle to make it look like he's on guard duty so that they can. So uh, that he can crawl toward the Viet Cong and, yeah, and ambush can, them. Yeah. And somehow, which is not explained, right? Joey fires shots and protects Well, him. first of all, Hunter is found by the Viet Cong. Mm-hmm. His trick didn't work. He's captured and about to be killed. When Joey's gun somehow fires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is never explained. Never. Did he just... I mean, I just assumed that Lou Lin had, had reached down and and pulled the trigger. Oh, well, it's clearly his hand on the trigger. Yeah, we can see that, but it doesn't make any sense. So maybe Nick used his psychic twin powers to temporarily possess the... The dead corpse. The dead corpse of Joey. Do you really think that? I mean, anything can happen. This is the DC universe, after all. Okay. You know that they have dead man. He can possess people. Okay, so maybe it's the um, it's the twin, the psychic, the twin. psychic twin. I think that's the most logical explanation. You do of yes. all explanations. You think that's the most logical? Yes. The shortest distance between two points, Rob, is a straight line. Okay. And uh, if you have two psychic twins, obviously. One is going One to be protecting the other. One of them is going to possess other. a corpse. Okay. You know what? What? I'll go with you on that. Okay. Okay. Um, he carries the body back. Now, where's Lu Lin gone? He carries the body back to headquarters. She's gone for tea. <laughs> I mean, she's, where is she? Right? Oh, maybe she can't appear because he's going to a party You're base. absolutely right because she's his spy friend. Right. Right. Bob, oh my God. What? What if this is really happening in his imagination? And she's imaginary? <gasps> yes. Oh, my gosh. What if this I entire story is taking place in yes, his... Yes, 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 yes. While he's recovering in a hospital. Oh. Right? Yes, I love it. I mean, there's so many weird things happening in here that shouldn't be happening. Uh-huh. Oh. So oh, cool. now I can't wait to read all the rest Me of them. Me too. Find out what happens. Um. I hope it's that good. It won't be. <laughs> it won't be. <laughs> so uh, he gets Joey's body back to the, uh, I guess it's like a MASH unit. They're all wearing red crosses on their helmets. Mm, it's a hospital unit. Um, so uh, they take the body into their care, mm-hmm. and Captain Hunter salutes and heads back off into the jungle with Blue Lynn, who might be imaginary because she's cool as Green Jade. Okay, so just a... Or she's a ghost. Oh. What if she's his brother? What and if the, she's leading him to recover his body? Yes. But it could be his brother in disguise. <laughs> and he just kissed him full on the lips. <laughs> it's so wrong. Wait, I wanna, before, uh, before we move on, I want to go back to this um, uh, page 15, bottom left panel. Yes. He said, then I heard my ex-CEO's voice through the battle fog. I was whirling in. Mm-hmm. He says, Eddie's captain. You completed your mission. Here's Sergeant Crone's medal. Ex-CEO, which reminds me, didn't he quit his unit so that he could go rescue his brother? Yes. He's still in the army. Yes. But He's a deserter. He's a deserter. But yet he's... And yet, and so they don't immediately arrest him and confine him to the base. Right. He mm. should be. Right. I'm going to have to go back and review now. Because maybe he's on like a detached mission status that he's right. allowed to go into enemy territory to rescue his brother. Perhaps. 
perhaps. Gee. Well, this just got very interesting. Well, I'll didn't it? say. Yeah. I can't wait now. Me too. Maybe we should just jump ahead and just finish the whole series. Uh, uh, this? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. No, I, you I, like the anticipation, don't you? I tell you, it's like it's like me and Chris's presents. I never want to know what I'm getting. Not me, buddy. <laughs> Bring it on. Because <laughs> I have to know if I like it or not, and when if I have to buy myself things. Kidding. I know. I know. Uh has always been that way with you, though. I know. You always want to know what you're getting, or you, yes. want, you want to open presents early. I'm like, yes. no, don't tell me, don't tell me. <laughs> you can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can find Dr. Husband on his own podcast, Liberally Speaking. Speaking. Yes. Available you can... wherever you get podcasts from. Exactly. I am lining up another interview. Ah, uh, you told I me that. I have three episodes out so far, and I have another one. I'm really excited about the next one. You go, boy. Oh, yeah. Um, and you can find us right back here next week or so. What else was I going to say? Oh, we're, I'll put this on Twitter, but we're going to be singing. And you can, uh, it's a virtual recital. You can watch it from anywhere in the world. That's coming in a couple of weeks. That's true. We're doing some art songs, and I'm doing a pop song, aren't I? You sure are. Mm-hmm. With some guitarists, friends of mine. You have friends? <laughs> My goodness, you're so popular. <laughs> uh, that's all for me. Anything else to add? No, thank you. This has been fun. Well, then you know what we say. What? Bye. Bye. It's time to give all